This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as, as we come to you together today, as a, as a whole group of, of people, we all have our own emotions that are going on in our life right now. For some of us, we're grieving. For some of us, we're filled with joy. For some of us, we're anxious. Some angry, some depressed, some just more. All these things, Lord God, there's one who can speak to us deeply, no matter who we are and no matter where we're at, and that's you. Lord God, open our hearts and speak into our lives this day and always. We pray this in the powerful, living, and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Sally worked for the county level of government in the state of New York. Been kind of a, a tough day. There was news that a state trooper had been hit on the highway because someone didn't move a, a lane over and that state trooper actually perished in that accident. That afternoon, she went outside just to decompress just a, a little bit. <clears throat> and, and when she was out there and decompressed a little bit, she started to walk in. And as she walked, was walking in, she saw a state trooper walking in ahead of her. And she tried to catch up to him so that she could offer her sympathies to him over the loss of his colleague. She never quite caught up to him, though, as he entered into the building. He went right up to the security desk and asked where the legislature office was. And, and Sally could hear all of that because she was that close. And, and she responded, well, I'm going there. I'll take you there. That's where my office is at. And so she and the state trooper got on the elevator. And as they began to go up to the legislature floor, Sally's name tag had, had flipped wasn't readable. She said to the state trooper, who are you going to look for? Who are you going to see? And he said, Sally Deming. And at that, her heart dropped. And she said, she pleaded, please tell me he's okay. Please tell me he's okay. The state trooper said, we can talk more when we, we get up to your office. And she again, please tell me he's okay. She said when the state trooper finally spoke, the, the words were a blur. Something about an accident. See, it was her husband that was the state trooper that had been hit and killed. She dropped to the floor on her knees, screamed and yelled more loudly and deeply than she ever thought she had inside of her. As for her, the grieving process began. And for Sally, it was layered grief. She not only lost her husband, she lost 
her best friend. She lost the person that she sat next to on the couch when they watched TV. She, she lost the financial manager in the house. She lost the person who took care of the lawn, the person who repaired the cars, and, and so much more. Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're beginning a, a new series entitled Emotions, Dealing with Your Feelings. And as you know from your own life, emotions influence how we live and interact with others. Our emotions influence the words that we say, the actions that we take, the perceptions that we have. And as Pastor Ben mentioned too, God made us emotional beings. The issue is, is that because we're broken because of sin, our emotions are not always an accurate gauge of the truth. And so sometimes our emotions can try to push God out of the picture. Today we're going to look at grief and we're going to begin to answer the question what do we know about grief? Grief is a natural response to anything or anyone that we lose. Anyone or anything that's near and dear to us, when we lose that, we grieve. It might be the loss of a hope or a dream, a position, a ability, a responsibility, a pet, a change in relationship, or a loss of life. When you're grieving, it hurts. And you need to know that there's really nothing wrong with you when you're grieving. It's just a natural response to the loss of someone or something that you loved. As we've often mentioned before from this platform, the truth is, it's okay to not be okay. God is with us even when we're not okay. You don't have to take my word for it. Let's look at a guy named Luke, okay? Luke was a, a contemporary of Jesus, the apostle Paul. He, he researched things out and, and wrote all about it in his book called Luke, right? And today we're gonna spend some time in, in Luke chapter 24. But before we get there to Luke chapter 24, let's, let's go just a little bit before that, a few days before to the Thursday before Luke chapter 24. On this Thursday, everybody was anticipating the weekend. It was gonna be a fantastic weekend. Everybody was working for the weekend, and as, as Thursday night was right there, it was, you know, it was the weekend. It was gonna be amazing. For these two disciples, one named Cleopas and another one unnamed, life was great ready to celebrate the weekend. And, and this guy named Jesus that they were really sure was the Messiah, he was in town. 
It was going to be awesome. As they went to bed on Thursday night, these two disciples went to bed with smiles on their faces, joy in their heart. They were living their best life ever. That was Thursday. They woke up on Friday to the news that Jesus had been arrested during the night had gone through trials and was actually condemned. Word had gotten back to them that Jesus was carrying a cross, a cross for his condemnation to a place just outside the city and that his flesh was dripping off his bones because of the horrible beating he had taken place. And as they get to that scene, they can hear the hammer hit time and again. It's Jesus being crucified. They cry out, God, stop this. Stop it. You can change this. And then hours later, Jesus flatlined and breathed his last. And the darkness of death and the gloom of grief overwhelmed them. It was obvious by the way they looked. Their faces became sunken in. Their eyes were red. Tears were running down their cheeks. You could tell something was wrong. They were shaking. They were disoriented. And that was nothing compared to what was going on inside. Their hearts were shattered. Their spirits were crushed. And that was Friday. And then there was Saturday. Saturday was a super sad day. They yelled, how could they do that to him? They screamed, how could they do that to me? Somebody wake me up. This has got to be a nightmare. Wake me up. I hate this. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. This is not how I pictured the future. This hurts so bad. How do we go on? Where do we go if we go on? What are we going to do if we go on? God, don't you care? Where are you? And the doubts began to creep in. Does it matter? Does anything in life matter. And that was Saturday. And they woke up on Sunday just as bewildered, just as confused, just hurting. And they began their walk back to their hometown, a a place called Emmaus. And as they were walking and talking and remembering and crying and grieving, 
and being lost in time. This is what happened next. Luke chapter 24. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Jesus walked alongside of them. Jesus didn't try to fix them. He walked alongside of them. I know some of you are grieving right now. Some of you are, in quotation marks, trying to hold it together here at the ministry center and online. And and some of you are online because you couldn't come here today because of your grief. And some of you here in the ministry center are wishing you had stayed home because of your grief. I know some of the pain that you feel from your loss. I don't know all the pain, but I can tell you I do know the pain of loss. We all grieve differently. As people, we're unique like snowflakes. And so we grieve differently. It's intensely personal. The only one who knows exactly how you are grieving and how you're feeling is God. And he's walking with you. Grief is a natural response that we have when we lose anyone or anything that we hold dear. It's hard. So many memories. There are good times and bad times. Decisions to be made. We laughed, we cried. We fought, we failed, we forgave, we loved. Life got messy sometimes, but we did it together. Grief can make us feel so blah, so empty. It's hard to concentrate. We struggle to get anything done. Sometimes in grief, we we wanna die. Oh, it's not that it's suicidal. We just don't want to deal with the pain. It hurts. We want it over. Feel like quitting. Maybe I should quit. Whatever it is. 
And we're going, maybe I should quit. Sometimes we say that defiantly. Sometimes we say that in sadness. Sometimes we say it in bewilderment. I want you to know that for those of you who are Christians, understand that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to go through grief. In fact, grief for you might even be more deep than it is for others. Because at least on some level, what you lost or who you lost, you know at least on some level, this was a wonderful, gracious gift from a loving Heavenly Father. And now it's gone. In fact, again, the more you hope and trust in God, the more likely it is that Satan will come to you in your grief and whisper over and over again, it's over. It's over. Grief hurts. Sometimes when we're grieving, we want to punish ourselves. Sometimes when we're grieving, we want to punish that, that person or that, that circumstance, you know, whatever it was. Sometimes we want to punish God. We want God to feel sorry for us. We want God to join in our pity. Sometimes when we're grieving, Life is so changed that we're tempted to do destructive things. We've got to be careful. Sometimes in our grief, we're angry. Again, sometimes that's angry at ourselves for not doing what we could have done, should have done, whatever it is, we're just angry at ourselves. Sometimes we're angry at the person or the situation. Sometimes we're angry with God. Don't raise your hands, but have you ever been angry with God? You know he knows, right? He's all-knowing. He knows. I've been angry with God. I've been really angry with God. And every time I've been angry with God, I've been wrong. But I've been angry with God. I can repress those emotions. I can pretend they don't, they not, it's not true. But God's going, really? Or I can go to God and just say, God, I am angry. I am angry with you. I don't understand. This isn't the way that I thought it was going to be. This isn't the way that it's supposed to be. God, I don't understand. I know you understand, but I don't understand. God, I need you. I need your grace. I need your 
help. I need your strength. I need your comfort. I need all of you. Help me, God. There are various stages of grief. It may be better said cycles. Some of the stages or cycles of grief are shock and bargaining, anger, depression, denial, and acceptance. Again, probably better cycles instead of stages because stages gives us the idea that we get to go through one and then we go to the other one and then go to the other one. But these things keep mixing back and forth and up and down and all around. And maybe a, a better word for acceptance is adjustment. We adjust to a new way to live. And sometimes we fight against that adjustment because we don't want to live that way. That's just grief trying to get us stuck. And trust me, I know that one too. So what do we know about grief? Grief is painful. Like the Emmaus disciples, so often that emotion of grief keeps us from recognizing Jesus and his truth. Sometimes we give more power to our feelings than we do to God and his truth. Sometimes when I'm counseling with someone, I'll talk to them about the little R of reality and the big R of reality. The little R of reality is our perceptions, what we're feeling, what we think it's like, and what it's going to be like. And that's real. But then there's the big R of reality, and that's how God sees things, and that's how God knows things are going to work out, and that's God behind it all. The the little R and the big R that helps us acknowledge where we're at. And it also lets us acknowledge that God is bigger than us and where we're at. Let's see. Back to Luke chapter 24. Jesus said to them, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter his glory? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. He went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened. And they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Jesus walked with them in their grief. And he opened up the scriptures to them. He took them back to Moses and the prophets, the Old Testament. He's showing these, all these promises, all these details about the Messiah, how he would have to suffer and die and rise again. This is Jesus pouring out his heart into their hearts, and they didn't get it. They knew it, but they didn't know it. They couldn't grab onto it. So what did Jesus do? 
kept walking with them and revealing God and his truth in tangible ways. And then, finally, they got it. And then they said, weren't our hearts burning inside of us as he's opening up the scriptures to us? They went from heartbreak to healing. See, here's the thing. Grief can be like an eclipse. It can keep us from seeing what's really there and what's been there all along. In grief, we we feel like our situation in life is never going to change. Keep in mind, there's a difference between a season in life and a lifetime. Just because you're sad doesn't mean that Jesus isn't with you. Your grief doesn't change God or his promises. Some of you are heartbroken in your grief and you're crying and it hurts. And I want you to know that Jesus is crying with you. In the English Bible, there's the shortest verse in the English Bible. It's just two words. It's a time where Jesus is at the grave of his dear friend, Lazarus. It's only two words, but it's a volume, a library full of compassion. At his friend, Lazarus' grave, says in John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. He grieved. He cried. It hurt. He wept even though he knew what he was going to be doing in just a couple of minutes, raising Lazarus back to life. When you're crying, Jesus is crying with you even though he already knows the relief and the joy he's going to bring to you. If it looks like the end of the story, remember, the cross did too. Victory's coming. Psalm 34 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. When you're grieving, open up the scriptures. Let a friend open up the scriptures. Keep worshiping God either in person or online. Because when we open up the scriptures, that's where we see Jesus and his word and his promises and his hope is always sure. When we open up the scriptures, that's where we see Jesus walking with us. The promises are many and the hope is sure. When you feel like you're falling apart, cling to the one 
who's holding everything, including you, together. And when you just can't hold on anymore, no, he never let you go in the first place. Focus on what you know is true instead of on what you feel is true. What do we know about grief? God is with you in your grief. Grieving's hard. It hurts. Grieving isn't the end of the world. It feels like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's grief. Honestly, I don't ever want to grieve. It hurts so bad. Honestly, I'm so glad I get to grieve. Because if I never grieved, if I never went through grief, it would mean that I never loved or I was never thankful for someone or something. Grieving is a way of saying thanks to God for the blessing. About a month ago, uh, I ran across this on, on social media from Toby Mac. Toby Mac's a, a Christian singer uh, who lost his 21-year-old son to an overdose. This is what he said. He said, maybe not tonight or tomorrow or the next day, but one day, everything will be okay. Here are a few things that I've learned from going through the grieving process. And, and to be honest again, I, I pretty much have to relearn them every time through each season of grief. First one, because of Jesus, you can truly be heartbroken and truly have a heart of joy. It can hurt really bad you can be really happy for the other person. Second thing, it's not for me to understand, but it is for me to trust. There are a lot of things I don't understand. And just because I'm not in control doesn't mean that God's not in control. I don't have to be in control for God to be in control. It's just for me to trust. Three, you can live with purpose even when you're living in heartbreak. You still have things to do and people to serve. And God still wants to use you to make a difference 
in people's lives. And the last one for now, you can be in pieces and still be at peace. That maybe goes back to that little R and that big R thing. Things are really tough. You're in pieces. But you can be at peace because God really does have this. And he's really working through it. That's what we learn in Romans chapter 8. It says, we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Keep in mind, we don't necessarily know how that's going to happen, but we know who is going to make it happen. One last word of encouragement. When you're grieving, when you're hurting, understand it's the enemy's goal to keep you crying, to keep you so disappointed and depressed and distracted that you can't see God is coming. When you're crying, God is coming. Here's a word of God for you today. You see it on the screen. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For everything that has left you, God says, I am with you. Do not be dismayed. When you're crying, God is coming. Because of Easter, Jesus is making everything sad come untrue. You see, what do we know about grief? Grief isn't the last word. The last word is grace. Let's pray. Lord God, we need you way more than we we often get. Lord, you're up to the task. You're more, you're way more than enough. You're the way maker. Comfort us, hold us, assure us, give us your strength, give us your love, give us your peace, give us your victory in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.